So I'm going to hand it straight over to Pastor. Pastor David, an incredible uh, man of God. They, they lead a great church down at, uh, at Modbury Heights, Life Point Church. If you're never doing something on a Friday, a Sunday night or on Friday night even, head down there because obviously if you're coming up into the hills, you'd be here. Um, I'll tell you what, if I wasn't going here, I'd be going there. So uh, just really encourage you to, uh, to lean in. So we're going to hand over to Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave is uh, the pastor of uh, LifePoint, like I said, but he also serves on the national executive, sorry, state executive uh, here in uh, South Australia, does a great job of uh, doing what he does for them. So how about we stand and we honour the man of God, Pastor David Hall tonight. Thanks, Pastor Gary. Can we give, whoa, can we give Jesus a shout of praise in the house in Jesus' name? Ah, so honoured to be here. Don't sit down for just one minute. Why don't we one more time lift up our hands to Jesus? Right across the house, the Lord is good. His supernatural Jesus is alive. Ah, there's nothing like the presence of God. There's nothing like the anointing. There's nothing like the touch of heaven. And I I don't know about you, but I, I came in happy, but I came in one way and I feel like I'm gonna leave different. I'm gonna be blessed coming in, but I'm gonna be real blessed going out because the Spirit of God's in the house. You know, can I just say, uh, I, I, I get around a little bit and, and uh, what, what's, in, what's in this room right now is, I think the answer to every problem in the world. Now, I don't know if you've watched the news lately, but there are some. Uh, there's a few problems, but 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 I tell you, uh, I tell you a few things that aren't a problem. God is still on the throne. The Holy Ghost is still the Holy Ghost. Jesus is alive, and and I, I feel like if in this season the church can stay strong and full of power and full of faith and full of boldness, we're going to get through anything, and we're going to see the victory of Jesus. And. And I'm just, again, so grateful to be here with my wife, Donna, and some of the guys from our church. This is just such a privilege to preach in Mount Barker. I, 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 it's all posh in Mount Barker. Everyone's so posh. I just feel like, no, it's all the classy people are in Mount Barker. I walked in here and I thought, man, these people are sharp. Not like the riffraff that come to my church every Sunday down in Modbury North. Ah, Mount Barker. I mean, you're only 5Ks from Germany. Oh, it's so good to see you. Are you happy? You love Jesus? Glad, anyone glad they're saved on their way to heaven? How many love Jesus, hate masks? Yeah. I was shaking hands at the door and I just asked a few people to drop their masks so I could see what they look like. What do you look like? You look good. You look good. You all look like surgeons. God is so good. It's just, ah, oh man, God is so good. Dean O'Keefe, you're, you're a legend. You are one of the, you're one of the best people. And all the O'Keefe's and it's just such a joy to get to know you. And, and uh, it's an honour to be here. Pastor Gary and Pastor Jane are some of the best people you'll ever meet. He came... Uh, well, they both came together, but he, he spoke to our staff down in our church. And it was just a word from heaven for us. And, and uh, we, we just honour you. We're so grateful to be here. And thank you for the privilege of serving this house and being in Mount Barker. I was just, I've just been excited. We're dri- driving up, Donna and I, we're 
coming up. I feel like a holiday coming up in the hills and seeing you. How are you, Luke? Are you good? It's good to see you. Oh, you're a mighty man. Are you mad feelings, brother? Ah, oh, man. Now, I wondered that. How are you going? What's your name? How are you, Damien? I'm Dave. These drums, they're very powerful. I feel like, I feel like they've got a lot of power over, over you back there. They can just pull you right back. Yeah, yeah. well, who knows? <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, well, why don't you give someone a COVID safe kiss? Tell them, tell them you're glad to see them. And let's just thank you, musicians. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. And if you have a Bible, why don't we turn together in the Word of God to the book of Acts? The book of Acts and, and chapter 3. In verse number one, Acts chapter three, I'm reading from the King James, which is the official translation of the Apostle Paul. And it says this in Acts chapter three and verse one, it says, now there you are, look at you. God bless you. <laughs> Glory to God. Fantastic. Now Peter and John went up together. I love that. Peter and John together. Peter was a man of faith. John was a man of intimacy with God and the Bible says they went up to the temple together. Faith and intimacy with God went to church. I, I don't know a better way to go to church than to be full of faith and, and, and in love with Jesus and, and believing that God wants to do something. It says they went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms. How many know he asked for alms? How many know what he got? He got legs uh, to ask arms from those who entered the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for arms and fixing his eyes on him with, Pete, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from, from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have or such as I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Can I just take one second uh, and remind us, there is still power in the name of Jesus. Right now, the whole world's cowering to a name called COVID, but I can tell you COVID will bow its knee. I know I'm yelling, I need to calm down. I'm just very excited. It's been a big week, uh, but, but COVID has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And you say, you worried? I'm not worried at all. The Bible says, see that you're not troubled. And I'm just believing that the Kingdom of God's just about to take some ground. It seems like, it seems like it's frowned upon even to be a Pentecostal in Australia, but they don't understand the power that we have. But I'm getting off topic, I digress. Let me keep going. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have, I give you in the Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And He took Him by the right hand and lifted Him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. What 
a story. I, I, I love the book of Acts, but I, I love this story for so many reasons. You have a whole lot happening. You have a busy, uh, a busy area just outside of the gate of the temple, which the gate is 61 feet high by 30 odd feet wide. And, and what would happen is every day, people that were impoverished or people that were poor or people that, you know, were in a situation like him that <clears throat> were really unable to function without the charity of others would be put there on a daily basis because what would happen is religious people would walk past and would give money to these uh, people in need, but they didn't do it to help the people in need. They did it to be seen by the other religious people who are on their way to pray. So it's like, we'd go to pray, but we'll do something, let make sure everybody sees what we've done. But the problem is what religion would do here is keep these people in the same cycle they were always in. So this man was, was lame, he couldn't walk, he was carried there daily. He'd get enough money to survive, to eat, to have shelter, only to be brought back the next day to survive, to eat, to have shelter. But, but to live in a space of dysfunction, to live in a cycle of poverty and to live in a cycle of lack. But when the presence of God came in contact with him, it pulled him out of the situation he was in and brought victory into his life. And so the Bible tells us that he was lame, but, but religion, this is what religion does. Religion will keep these people in that cycle. But aren't you glad that we're not part of a, a religious tradition, but we're part of the army of God and we've received power from heaven. And so you and I have the anointing to shift people out of impossibility and into victory in the name of Jesus. Oh, that's good news. And so right here, you've got a man that's lame and couldn't walk. And, and so in the busyness, think of all the busyness and all the showiness and, and Peter and this man, we don't know his name, but they, they make eye contact. And so Peter uh, looks at him and he looks at Peter and the Bible says fixing his eyes on them. So he's looking at Peter and John. Peter said to him, hey, so he gets his attention and he says, silver and gold I don't have. So it's almost like in this crowded room, no, sorry, outdoor area, you've got a guy who really is in a, in a pretty serious way and needs money and looks at these guys expecting, well, I've made eye contact, this is, this is my answer for today. And he walks over and he says, hey, I don't actually have money. For that, for that little minute, you, you must think that poor guy must have been thinking, okay, well, why are you wasting my time? Prayer's about to start, it's the ninth hour, everyone's on their way in and I've only got a quick window. And mind you, if it's like us, us on Sunday, you know, maybe 10 minutes after prayer too, there'll still be people dribbling in. But... <laughs> Maybe, maybe 10, 15. I never turn around until 11.15. I don't want to know anything before 11.15 for our 11 o'clock service. But anyway, that's a different, that's a different issue right now in winter. <clears throat> so here you've got, uh, you've got him going, oh, oh, look, I hope, I hope there's some provision. And then Peter, he says, no, the, the, I, don't, I don't actually have money. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the natural thing that you want but I do have something and I'm going to give it to you. And we know the story. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he says, 
rise up and walk. And the Bible says he reached down and picked him up and immediately his ankle bones received strength and then off he goes walking, leaping and praising God. Now this, this story I like because I like Peter. I don't know if you, you, I mean, you know, Friday night crowd is a pretty spiritual crowd. So, you know, Peter, he had his good days and not so good days. Uh, one day he's walking on water, good day. Uh, another day he tells Jesus, Jesus is talking to him about the cup of suffering is about to deal with on, on the cross. And so Peter says, well, why don't you just not do it? And Jesus turns around uh, and says, uh, get thee behind me, Satan. Now, not a good day. Um, <laughs> How was your, your time of prayer? Not good. Why? Jesus called me Satan again. I don't, I don't know what I need to do. It's just it's not, it's not, not his finest moment. Another time, uh, soldiers came to arrest Jesus. And so he, he pulls out a sword and he chops, is it Malchus? He chops off Malchus's ear. And, and uh, so now Malchus has no ear. Now, I don't know what, it, what the rules are up in Mount Barker, but where I come from in Modbury Heights, uh, that's assault. Uh, that's frowned upon. If any of our leaders do that during home group, they get stepped down for at least one month. <laughs> and he chopped the guy's ear off. Now, we don't know in Scripture whether or not uh, Jesus put the ear back on or just gave him a new ear. Scripture is silent about it. So I know what I hope is the case. I hope Jesus gave him a new one so he could keep the old one. You know what? <laughs> I'll tell you why, because he could jump up and play keys and he could play using his ear and everyone would say, how'd you get so good? He says, I play by ear, you know. <laughs> but he went from Peter the meek to Peter the mighty. From Peter, I mean, he had a good day in Matthew 16. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Yes, Peter, well done. Peter was up and down, he's like a yo-yo. I mean, you talk about a good day, Matthew 16, that's a good day. I'd say Calvary wasn't his best moment. He denied Jesus, not just once, three times in about one minute. You've got to be a pretty, pretty average Christian to backslide three times in one minute. I mean, we've all managed to do it maybe once in a week, three times in one minute. Do you know him? No. Do you know him? No. Do you know him? Blankety blank, no. And the rooster crows, he's crying, he's full of shame. And, and, uh, and, that, and, that, and, then, and then we get, fast forward here. Peter, supernaturally used by God. Peter makes mistakes, strong, weak. In the same city that he denies Jesus, he's now saying to this man, look, silver and gold I don't have, but I got something. What I do, man, I feel the fire of God in the house. He goes, what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk and the power of God flows through him. Well, what shifted? What changed in Peter? How did he go from being Peter the meek to Peter the mighty, Peter the reed to Peter the rock? How was he able to say, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have? What did he have? He had three things. And I'm going to preach and I'm going to believe God that God's going to move. I want to stir your faith a little bit. The first thing, and for the two of you taking notes, please write this down. The, 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 the three things, my wife thinks that joke's obnoxious. And uh, <laughs> three, three things, the first thing, the reason he was able to step in to, 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 to this moment before I get into the three things, I, I forgot a bit. It's quite essential to the sermon. So if I can just back up a little bit. It wasn't until he realised what he didn't have that he could tap into what he did have in the heavens. 
It wasn't until he realised his insufficiency that he could tap into his heavenly sufficiency. You know, you know. sometimes you, you might be sitting here saying, well, well, there's a big gap between where I am and where I need to be and, and what, what, what I need and, and what I'm believing God for. Can I tell you that gap, uh, that, that's a perfect gap for God to do something supernatural in your heart and in your life. See, our, our church now, we, you know, we, we're blessed. We've got, we got a, we got a, Good building on the corner there and we've managed to get some more property and, and different things. God's been so good to us. But as a, as a church, we've been, we, we, we didn't start out blessed. We were, we were down in Plimpton. In Plimpton. <laughs> Sounds like an inappropriate word. How's your dad? Plimpton. And uh, <laughs> we were down in Plimpton in, in, in a purple building, which the floor above had poker machines and it was like a little gambling den. Uh, um, it was it, so, so, but we'll call Miracle City Church, but because the council hadn't technically agreed to let us occupy that, we took church off the building. So people thought Miracle City was the floor above where you'd go for the pokies, which gave me an idea. I actually thought about moving some of them onto our floor just to raise some money for missions. But, <laughs> but I rang Pastor Gary. I said, do you think that's ethical? He thought it was a good idea. It was me that had the conviction not to do it. But we had, we, 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 our church, I'm telling you, our church, we were, we weren't just poor. We were so poor that the church mice took a love offering just to help the ministry. We, I mean, we were so broke. This is, this is going to sound like a punchline. It's not. We were so broke that to print the bulletin. How many remember when we used to have bulletins? You guys still have bulletins? Yeah, we got rid of the bulletins. This is why. If anyone ever asked, it's because they gave me anxiety and fear. Uh, our bulletin we ran out of ink, but we didn't have enough money to replace the ink. So I would shake the toner to try and, do you remember doing that? You could shake the toner to try and get it from the edges back in the middle to give you one more week of the bulletin. And due to financial cutbacks during the GFC, we couldn't afford the bulletin anymore. So we didn't have a bulletin. Our church, I mean, we were so broke. We were so broke that for a season there, the only, sh- I was so broke. One day I was praying, I walked past the lake and the ducks started throwing bread at me. I was so broke. We were so broke. I did all of my clothes shopping at the army disposals. I was the only pastor in Adelaide dressed in a Japanese admiral's uniform. <laughs> true. It's all true. I mean, we, the church, we, we struggled and struggled. And one morning, the church in those days was called Miracle City Church. The phone rings. And so uh, I was hoping our receptionist would answer it, but we didn't have one. We were too broke, so I had to answer it. So I answered the phone early on a Sunday morning. I said, hello. And, and, uh, and I, on the other end of the phone, I, this guy speaks in such a, such a strange manner. And I'm not making fun, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it and then explain why he spoke like that. He goes, hello? I said, hello. He goes, do you believe in miracles? I said, I, I think so. And, and, and he, go, he, he said, uh, I'm ringing from Flinders Hospital and I have a paralysed tongue. I've been in here for days and there's nothing seemingly that they can do about that. Do you believe in miracles? I said, I do. And he said, well, that's interesting because I've called three other churches and they've said they don't believe in miracles. So I've looked up miracle in the phone book and I found you. <laughs> so I said, Kaching, come to church. And, and uh, so he comes to church that morning, literally with his hospital band on because he had to stay in hospital overnight so they could watch his airways because his tongue was paralysed. And so we're in church and I have a stepmother. 
And, and she's not charismatic, she's charismaniac. Um, she's not Pentecostal, she's Pentehostal. Uh, I don't know if you know, my, my dad is an evangelist called Tim Hall. Uh, they're, they're crazy people. When they fight, they fight in tongues, you know. If I, if I was ever sick on a school day, I didn't get the compassion that we give to our children. The doors would burst open. Dad had come in with a bucket of oil, enough to drown a koala. And <laughs> Benny Hinn music starts playing. We got hallelujah. And Dad's like, let the fire of God pick him up. In the name of Jesus, pick him up. I mean, I'd go to school, black eye, thick lip, blood nose, tooth missing, but not one flu symptom, completely, completely healed. But I got a stepmother. She's she's one of those wild Holy Ghost people. She doesn't sleep. She levitates. You know, she's she's wild. She is. So she's four and a half feet with her socks on, and and, uh, and so I've got this guy sitting next to me in church when we were down there. We still do it today. Between our worship and the Word, it's what we do in church. If you have a need in your body, lift your hands to God. The power of God's going to touch. I don't know about you. I still believe in the miracle power of God. And, and so I know you do. I can feel it in the house, by the way. This church, there's a well here, Reverend. There's, there's something in the waters here. And so I'm, I'm there and, and uh, my job is to transition the service from worship to the Word. That morning, I forget who's preaching. So the worship finishes. I go grab the microphone and, and I go to... Uh, to, 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 to go up. And, and as I go up, my stepmother, Jackie, she's anointed, by the way. Uh, she, she grabs the mic out of my hand and walks up to him. And she says, young man, now, I don't recommend doing this for first-time visitors. It's not a strategy that we adopt. This is one of those traumatising moments for everybody. And she says, young man, speak in tongues right now. And you might go, oh, that's, that's major faith. I, I nearly passed out. Not because of the anointing, because I, all these emotions and thoughts flooded my mind. I thought to myself, well, there's a few issues right here. Firstly, to get the baptism in the Holy Ghost, there's not many prerequisites. I can think of two, uh, and he doesn't meet either of those standards. Uh, the first one is, uh, you've got to be born again. Well, he wasn't saved. So that was a problem for me. And the second one, you, you, to speak in tongues, I could be wrong, but I feel like you've got to have a functional tongue. He didn't have that. So I thought his best odds were speaking in teeth. Maybe he might. <laughs> so she says, young man, speaking tongues right now, puts her hand on his head in the name of Jesus and poof, the power of God knocks this guy on his back. No catcher, because I didn't think he was going to fall because he wasn't a Christian. Hey, he, poof, this is something us Christians do. Isn't it? We, he's on the ground. He, he, and, and, and the next minute we just start. By the way, I, lo I love hearing pastors Get up there and pray in the Holy Ghost. That's our distinctive. It's, it's what we have. If we, if we don't have tongues, what have we got? We, thank God for Kura Shabaranda. Thank God. Kira Baba. Some of you haven't prayed in tongues for a while. Pull that old lawnmower code. Kura In the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm enjoying this a little too much. I'm trying to add thoughts to my own message because so, so he's on the floor. He starts praying in tongues. Goes back to Flinders Hospital. He goes back to Flinders Hospital. He tells the doctors, he, he, they, they, his tongue's working. He's completely healed. Everything's working. The doctors say, what happened? He goes, I went to that cult down in Mar Marion. <laughs> I don't think he said that. He should have. And he said, when I was there, he goes, the fire of God, the power of God touched me. And he starts praying in tongues. 
And, and so they're so they're so they're so moved by it. They, they're doing tests on him and neurological tests. And I don't have time to talk about all of that, but it's pretty powerful stuff. So next Sunday, his mum's in church. Karen, she was in church. His other brother. Luke was in church and, and his sister Ruth was in church. And can I tell you, they've all been in church ever since serving Jesus because one touch of the power of God. We need, we need supernatural power. The Bible says in Acts 4, with great power, the apostles gave witness to the fact that Jesus was alive. But our church, we didn't have, we didn't have money. We didn't have any resource. I mean, we, we, we didn't, our sound system was borrowed. I think it fell off the back of a truck. I didn't see it fall off the back of the truck. And I figure if you brought it into the house of God, it redeems it anyway. And so we, we're, 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 having, we're having church. We didn't, have, we didn't have enough money to make rent. We were struggling. But there was power in the house. We didn't have money, silver and gold. We did not have, but we had, we had power. And, and, you know, I, I, look at, I look at where we've, we've come by the grace of God over the last 10 years and seen God move and bless us, but, but can, can I say all the resource that we have, I thank God for, but, but I wouldn't trade it for that anointing. I, I wouldn't trade it for that power because a building won't set a captive free. A building won't get somebody saved. A building and resource doesn't, but the power of God, the anointing, it's the Holy Spirit that leads us to repentance. And, and so right here, you see this man, Peter, he had nothing. I'll just say one more thing and then I'll get to my points. I remember when... <laughs> And when our church was going through that time, we had a guest speaker by the name of Rick Shelton come and preach in our church. And I remember I'm in the car with him, I'm just complaining. I don't know if you've ever complained, Pastor Gary. I don't believe you've ever complained. I, I've complained. I'm driving my car and I'm whinging. I'm just telling him all the things we need for the church to be okay. If only we had this. If only we had that. Oh, we just need this. If we could just get a, a building. If we could just get, if we could just get. And he just says, stop it. He says, David, he says, everything you need to fulfill the call of God on your life is already on the inside of you. I was like, Kuda, ba, 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 ba. But can, can I tell you, everything, everything we need to see Mount Barker shaken by the power of God is already on the inside of this house. It's already on the inside of you and I to see Adelaide touch. I don't know about you, but I don't want us to be the city of churches where those churches are converted into bougie houses. I want to, I want to, see, the, I want to see the church of God rise up in our state and see God do something supernatural by His grace and by His power. Everything we need is given to us by the Holy Spirit. And, and so Peter had a revelation that he didn't seem to have. In, in Jerusalem, a few, six weeks earlier, he, but he gets up here and he says, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Three things. First thing he had, number one was forgiveness. Three times he denied Jesus and three times Jesus said, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. For every time we mess up, there's grace. I don't know about you. I know in Mount Barker you're very spiritual, but where I live... I mess up pretty much every hour. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. You might have fallen 5,000 times. As long as you get up 5,001, you're fine. We serve a God who will set you free and give you hope. And so out of forgiveness, he, he didn't have to stand there in shame. He denied Jesus. He made mistakes. He, there was no shame. He was, able to, he was able to walk up to that person knowing that he was a child of God. 
knowing that greater is he that's in him than he that's in the world. And he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. See, see, when you are redeemed and forgiven, you know that it's not your power, it's his power in you and through you. And so when you use the name of Jesus, you're functioning under he- heavenly authority and, and he releases the power of God and breakthrough comes in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why? Revelation of God's grace. There's a grace to do what God's called you to do. Number two, the second thing, he wasn't just, uh, he, he, he wasn't just forgiven. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. He had been in that upper room on the day of Pentecost. One chapter earlier, the Bible says, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, I know it by heart. It's my favourite scripture. It says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house. So they were sitting there, appeared under them, cloven or divided tongues as a fire. One sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them uh, the ability. Peter was in in that room when the fire of God came, the fire of God fell in that place. Their, their, their heads supernaturally caught a flame on top of their head. That flame on their head was an indication of what was coming on them, what was upon them, what was in them, what, what was in their mouth, a flame of fire in their mouth. I love that one sat upon each of them. See, I don't know, sister, I don't know what you think. I, I believe that there is an anointing for every person in the kingdom of God. There's a flame for every person. It has your name on it. And, there wasn't a flame for one in nine. It was for all of them. Every one of them got filled with the Holy Ghost. You believe that, uh, Professor Dean? Okay. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. The Spirit gave them uh, the ability. I thank God for this glorious baptism in the Holy Spirit. Thank God He saved me and thank God He filled me with the Holy Ghost. You and I under the anointing of God. Why was he able to walk up to that guy? He, 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 he had forgiveness, so he knew he could use the name of Jesus. And he had the power of the Holy Ghost. He had supernatural power. Grabs him and releases that power. That, that's why I, I believe in the laying on of hands. We yeah. release something. We see breakthrough happen. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he was able to do it under the anointing of the Spirit of God. You know, I walked in here tonight and the thing that, 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 that I reckon I let over to my wife about three times, I could just sense the beauty of God's Spirit in the room. And when He walks in the room, things change and things happen. You go from denying, you go from getting it wrong. We'll still get it wrong from time to time. I think Peter did get it wrong a couple of times beyond that moment. But Peter stepped into the anointing. And when you step into the anointing, supernatural things take place for the glory of God. You and I, under the power of the Holy Ghost, can have an impact for Jesus in our heart and in our life. Third thing, he was forgiven. I feel like a Danny Guglielmucci anointings come on me because they all start with F. He was forgiven. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and he was full of faith. Or faith-filled if you want it shorter. For time's sake, he walks up to him. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Had he stopped there, that man would have died lame. But he took one more step, called a step of faith. The Bible says he reached down. So he prayed. The, in the name, we're good, we're, I don't know about you. I, I, I've learned to pray. We know how to pray, us Pentecostals. We, we are good. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Yes, it's done. But, but, but the, if he had stopped there, it wasn't done. 
there was still one more thing that had to happen. He had to reach down and, and say, okay, I'm going to pick him up. And as he did, that's when the anointing of God touched this guy's ankles. His ankle bones received strength. And so he starts walking, leaping and praising God. I wonder what, why did he walk, leap and praise God? Walking, leap, walking and leaping and praising God. Because I think one day he was sitting there and saw someone walking, thinking I'd love to do that. And then he saw a guy leaping and thought, I'd love to do that. And then when the moment came, I don't think he could decide. So he just did both. He walked and leapt. Jumping, walking, leaping. If you hadn't walked all your life and anointing hit your legs, your legs had moved. Something would happen for the glory of God. And so he, he gets up healed by the power of God. Why? Because Peter didn't just pray the prayer, but he, he, he released his faith. You, you and I, faith puts no limitations on what God can do. And God puts no limitations on what faith can do. Faith, believing God. I, I can say honestly, as a church, when we've taken steps of faith, God comes through. I, I mean, I mean it, it seems like every time we take a step, the more scared I've been, I've seen the breakthroughs of God. There's something about faith. We've got a guy in our church. He's been in our church a long, long time. He used to lead our worship somewhere between Victor's first term and his second term and then before you guys. And, and, and Mitch... Uh, Mitch, Mitch is anointed. He's a great guy. And, and, but he was telling me this story one time. He, was, he had a Valiant. And uh, the front seat was a bench seat. Do you, know, do you remember the Valiant of the bench seat? I'm, I'm acting like I remember. I don't. If you remember it, it's because you're older than I am. And, and so he, he had a Valiant with a bench seat. And, uh, and he's driving his Valiant. And uh, he's got a friend with him. And that, that guy's deaf in his ear. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to Mitch and says, Mitch, now this guy's not even born again, not saved. He says, Mitch, uh, blow in his ear. I'm going to heal his ear. Deaf since birth, blow in his ear. Now, for me, I, I don't know about you. I feel like it would be an awkward setup. How do you actually broach the subject? You're driving with your unsaved friend. It's night time and you've got a bench seat. And you said, hey, bro, I don't know. Oh, this might sound strange, but I would like to blow in your ear. <laughs> but you know what's amazing? The guy said, no worries. So Mitch pulls over, moves across the bench seat, <laughs> blows in his ear. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead gets on this guy, that ear, springs to life and he hears. You know, often we get on a plane, we want to go to this revival. Let's go to Toronto and get the Toronto revival. Let's go to Brownsville, get the Brownsville revival. Let's go to Bethel. Let's get the Bethel revival. They're all great revivals. I'd go to any last one of them. No worries. But do you know something? I would be just as happy with a Mitch blessing. I, I, I want some Adelaide blessing. I, I think so often we're following signs and wonders here, and here, there and everywhere. Jesus never said to follow signs. He said, these signs will follow us. And there's an anointing that you can grab hold of in the name. Don't get me wrong, I'll follow them too. I'm, 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 I'm in, I'll, wear, I'll buy the T-shirt. I'm, I'm in. If there's a prophet in town, I'm going. I'm wearing high vis. I want a word. I want to get something from heaven. If there's an altar call, I want to be under the power of God. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not distancing myself from being a good little seeker of the move of God. I remember when Benny Hinn came to town all those years ago. Does anyone remember that? He was down at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and I couldn't get a good seat. So they, I, I pretended to be a salvation counsellor. And, and 
And so I sat in that section because I, I, I was passionate. And then he went to the Salvation Altar Call. And then I'm like 15 trying to counsel these people, having no idea what I was doing. I to this day pray for them that God still keeps them in the kingdom because I know I, I was of no use. Anyway, maybe, maybe Daniel, if you can come, I'm going to finish. But, but when that anointing comes upon you, when you... When you understand the power of the Spirit and faith and how they work, you can, you can go from being ordinary Peter to a child of God that carries the power of heaven. You know, the greatest deception that I think the enemy does, he does it in conservative Christianity, he does it in charismatic Pentecostal Christianity. Kind of, It's not all bad, but if you look in conservative Maybe traditional Christianity, they'll have a religious figure that kind of is the mediator between you and God. And even in our world, sometimes it'll be that person that carries that gifting and that grace. Now, I thank God for people used by God. I love them when they come and minister in our church. But the thing we can never let get in our head is that those gifts and those graces are simply for the travelling preacher or the visitor from out of town. They're actually for the mum and the dad. They're, they're, for, they're for our kids. They're, they're for... When your kid's sick, I remember one night, my little boy James was crook and, and uh, he, he said to me, Dad, would you pray? So I prayed and instantaneously. There was, there was a turnaround that never should have happened, but he had, he had a little bit of faith and we joined our faith together and believed God. Faith gets it done. Faith believes God. Faith takes a hold of God's Word and makes the impossible possible. And you mix faith with the anointing. And you mix faith with knowing who you are in Christ, saved by the grace of God. You can make an enormous difference for the Kingdom of God. And I, I reckon it's gonna get tougher to be a believer in the days to come. I'm not prophesying doom and gloom. I, I, I prophesy victory and blessing and favour and anointing, but it's gonna be challenging days. But I believe if we can be faith people, full of the Holy Ghost, God inside minded, aware of the Spirit of God on the inside of us, we can see anything happen for the Kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. Just before, just before we, 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 we minister and pray for people, I just wonder if we could all bow our heads for one moment. just want to ask one question. And I know on a Friday night, most of us are coming out for a touch from God. So we're believers and we're hungry. But I... I just wonder if there's anyone in the room tonight, you've never made a conscious choice to invite Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You've never surrendered your life to His Lordship. You've never asked Christ to be the Saviour of your soul and you're here. You say, David, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like that Peter. I need to know forgiveness. I need to know what it is to live in newness of life and to be saved by the grace of God. If you're you're here tonight and you'd say, Dave, I, I want to get my heart right with the Lord. I want to get saved. I don't want to embarrass you in any way. But if that's you, heads about and our eyes are closed, would you, would you just give me a little wave so I can see who you are? I want to pray for you. I won't, I won't embarrass you, but I, be, I believe Jesus Christ wants to come into your world and make you new by the grace of God. Is any person tonight that would say, David, pray for me. I need to get saved. I need Christ to come into my will. Well, praise God. Why don't we all stand right across the house for just a moment. Why don't we lift our hands to heaven? Maybe the whole worship team can come. We'll just worship for a little bit and...